There's victory in the house tonight. Amen. Why don't you turn greet a few folks tonight as you seated. Praise God. Amen. Thank you guys. Great job. Let's hook up and agree. Father, in the name of Jesus, you said if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it'll be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. So, Lord, we're just asking for a speedy recovery in that ankle and in that knee. In the name of Jesus, we send the word right over there to Union City where we live. And we say, be healed in the name of Jesus. Knee be healed in Jesus' name. Ankle be whole in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, for it. We give you praise. We give you glory for it, Father. And Lord, anyone else in this auditorium with knee problems or ankle problems, we speak the word of faith over their lives tonight. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, behold, be healed from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you, guys. You can be seated and... uh, Praise the Lord. I was talking to Brenda the other day about, you know, the Wednesday evening services. Now, I'm not going to, I'm not going on record as saying this, but I thought this would be a good idea. We could have a summer of Psalms, a summer of Psalms. Uh, but anyway, tonight we're going to, we're going to take off and look at some things in the, in the 91st Psalm. How many of you would be in agreement with me tonight? Thank you, Lord, for speaking to our hearts. Thank you, Lord, for giving utterance tonight. In the name of Jesus, and all said amen. amen. So in Psalms 91, a very familiar psalm, but it is a psalm that should be in our heart and in our mouth on a regular basis. So there's three major themes in Psalms 91. The first theme is presence. The second theme is protection. And the third theme is promises. So let's look at here in the first verse. It says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Amen. Our secret place is the presence of the Most High God. Our secret place is coming boldly to the throne of grace. Now, this secret place is open to all of God's kids. All those that have been washed in the blood of the Lamb can enter into that secret place because they've tasted and seen that the Lord is good and have participated in His grace. Amen? And a scripture that I, 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 I came up in my spirit was Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19. And they could pull it up there so we could all look at it together. But the book of Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19, um, glory to God, an open invitation, 24 hours, seven days, seven days a week. Amen. Hebrews, the 10th chapter, 19th verse says this, having therefore brethren boldness to enter in into the holiest by the blood of Jesus. The holiest is that secret place. And there is no one that should feel ashamed or no one that should be so weighed down by condemnation that they would think for one moment that they're not welcome in that secret place. Amen? Now, of course, all have uh, missed it from time to time and we kind of lose a sense of fellowship with the Lord. But aren't you glad for the blood of Jesus? 
Thank God if you confess your sins, He's faithful. He's just to forgive you your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. So I think that condemnation is the confidence killer. Condemnation, we could say, is the opposite of boldness. But now notice with me, it says here, having therefore brothers and sisters, what? Boldness. Boldness to enter in into the holiest by the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. And so I just wanted to to share that with you. If you've been staying outside the court, if you've been staying outside of the secret place because you're down on yourself, stop it. Just stop it and rise up in boldness in the name of Jesus and come on in and enjoy your full rights and privileges to the very presence of God. You know, we're heirs of God and we are joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Did you know why? One of the major reasons why God said, I even I am he that blotteth out thy transgressions for my own sake. And I will not remember your sins anymore. You know why? Because he wants to have immediate intimacy with his children. Hallelujah. When they come to him. Amen. Amen. He doesn't want anything preventing you from coming on in and dwelling in the secret place of the Most High. Hallelujah. I know a place that is higher than I. I can live in a place, a place of His glory and a place of His grace. Come on in and enjoy the very presence of Jehovah. He's waiting on you and He has invited all that will call upon Him. Amen. So, the word dwell here, let's go back to Psalm 91. The word dwell here means that you take up residence. It's, it's not like you come and go, but it's living in the very presence of God. Amen. Now, some people, they only visit God when they're in trouble. And thank God He's a very uh, ever-present help in a time of trouble. So we're not belittling that and we're not putting that down. But there's a better place. There's a higher place of fellowship for all of us. Amen? And so we know that, that some people only come and then visit when they're in trouble. It's kind of like they want a quick fix or a microwave miracle. But you know, really, that's not how it should work. And that's not how it does work. All the promises are contingent upon this one thing. Those who dwell in the secret place of the Most High. Those who live in vital union and in communion with Him will experience the goodness of God in every area of their life. Now Jesus dealt with this in John 15, or spoke about this. So let's look over at John 15 and notice with me in verse 4. John the 15th chapter in the 4th verse. He said, dwell in me and I will dwell in you. Or in other words, live in me and I will live in you. Just as no branch can bear fruit of itself 
without, a, without abiding, without it being vitally united to the vine, neither more can you bear fruit unless you abide in me. How many of you are interested in some bearing some fruit? I mean some prayer fruit. Amen? Glory to God. And so this dwelling in him and abiding in him is extremely important. Now here's something about the secret place. The secret place is not just in one location. What do you mean by that? Well, look at 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 16. 2 Corinthians, the 6th chapter and the 16th verse. How many of you know, wherever you go, He is? I mean, if you're on BART, He's right there. Some people say, well, He's sitting beside me. Well, He may be, but He's also on the inside of you. In 2 Corinthians chapter 6, 16, that brings me great comfort. This verse right here. 2 Corinthians 6, 16 says, And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. Have you ever thought about it? You are a mobile temple of the living God. Hallelujah. And he goes on to say here, As God hath said. So this is something that God has said so we can count on it. He said, I will dwell in them and I will walk in them and I will be their God and they shall be my people. When you leave your house, God leaves with you. When you get in the car, God is right there with you. That means that you can talk to him anytime you need to, and he will talk to you. No matter where you are, if you've been washed in the blood of Jesus, you can have communion and dwell in him. Oh, hallelujah, all day long. The New Living Testament says this, you will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. Amen. We know that in the world there is great unrest, but in the kingdom there is great rest. Great rest and great peace have they that love his word. Amen. Have you ever noticed that in a time of worship right here in this wonderful sanctuary where we come together and the anointing of God is all over this place, have you ever noticed a rest come over your soul? That's the presence of God. And that's what he wants for us wherever we may be. He wants us to so practice his presence on a daily basis that as we access his great presence, no matter what might be going on around us, oh, hallelujah, we can experience a refreshment and we can experience a rest in him. Do you believe that? Say with me, I am a believer. And I am resting in the presence of God and I'm resting in the promises of God. So in this secret place, we enter into a supernatural rest. We can rest because we have peace with God. We can rest because we know that Jesus is coming soon and we're going to be with him. But we can rest when we don't know what to do. That he will lead us and guide us and direct our steps every day. 
We can rest in the fact that even though trouble may be surrounding us, we know that we have victory because of Jesus and it is in store for us. Amen. Resting in the presence of God. Dwelling in the secret place of the Most High. Amen. Now, this place, this secret place, is not only a place of rest, but it's also a place of protection. It's a place of great protection. Now, in Psalms 27, look at that with me in verse, uh, let's begin in the first verse of Psalms 27. The 27th Psalm. You know, the Bible says, in the world, you will have what? Tribulation. Tribulation. Okay, that's John 6, 63. He says, in the world, you shall have tribulation, but he didn't stop there. He said, but be of good cheer. Right? Why, Jesus? Because I have already overcome the world. I have deprived the world, amen, and given it no place or ability to harm you if you'll just trust me. Amen. Amen. Now, notice this in Psalm 27. And in, uh, well, we'll begin in verse 1. Let me get over there. (laughs) The devil's a liar. Ha, ha, ha. Just laugh at him by faith. (laughs) The things that he said he's going to do, he hasn't been able to do them yet. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Those big, big imaginations and images of defeat that he's brought to your mind, he ain't pulled it off yet. Glory to God. Come on, just laugh at him a little bit. That's right. That's right. We're laughing at the devil. We're laughing at the devil from the secret place. We're laughing at the devil in the high tower. Hey, the name of the Lord is our high tower. The righteous run into it and they are the safest of the safe. Glory to God. Over there in the, in the, later on in that psalm, he said one of the promises that he gives us when we do these things, he said, I'll be with them in trouble. Amen. Glory to God. Now, I saw something as we were worshiping the Lord, and I want to relay it to you here in a minute. Psalms 27 verse 1 says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Or we could say it this way, He's my deliverance. He's my protector from all trouble. Whom shall I fear? What's the answer to that? What are we supposed to be fearing in this day and this hour? We are not supposed to be fearing anything. Why? Because the Lord's on our side. The Lord is my light and my deliverance. Whom shall I fear? The Lord. What is he? The Lord's the strength of my life. You know, in Ephesians, he tells us to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. I'm telling you tonight that you can receive strength in the secret place. For they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Amen? 
Do we need renewal of strength? Do we need continuous strengthening with might by the Holy Ghost in the inner man? Well, thank God that strength is available to you in the word and it's available to you in the very presence of God. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, the presence of God will turn you into another person. So the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Nobody. The Lord is the strength of my life. Whom shall I be afraid? Now notice with me, he talks about fear twice and the question is asked. So evidently he wants to get this fact that we are not to be afraid of anything because he's our salvation and he is our strength. Hallelujah. And if the God that's in the secret place be for you, I ask you, who can be against you? Amen. Now notice here in verse 2. When the wicked, even my enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh, they prevailed and strutted around with victory. No. What did they do? They stumbled. They stumbled. They fell back. I mean, because you're in the secret place of the Most High and you're living in union with Him, the presence of God is stronger than your enemies and they cannot be penetrating this secret place. They'll just have to fall and perish at the very presence of God that is surrounding you and keeping you in His presence. Amen. Though an host... Well, verse 2 again. When the wicked... Is there wickedness out there? Is there some twisted people? You look at that word wicked. You've heard of wicker furniture? Wicker furniture is furniture that is twisted. Are there some nutty folks out there? Absolutely they are. Twisted thinkers. But when the wicked... Even my enemies and my foes came upon me to eat up my flesh. They stumbled and they fell. Hallelujah. Though an host should encamp against me. Oh my. All these enemies. Yeah. But they that are with us are more than they that be with them. Though an host should encamp me. Well, thank God the angel of the Lord's encamping around me. My heart, notice again, shall not fear. Say this with me. My heart heart shall shall not fear. Though war would rise up against me. In this, I will be absolutely confident. So you see that word Confident, You see that word entering in boldly. They go together. One thing have I desired of the Lord. That will I seek after. That I may do what? He that dwelleth in where? The secret place of the Most High. Whoo, glory. One thing have I desired of the Lord. That will I seek after. That I may dwell in the house of the Lord. In other words, that I may be in the secret place and I may be in the presence of God. All the days of my life. 
to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Verse 5. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. He shall hide me in the secret place. He shall protect me in his tabernacle. Amen. He shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle, he shall hide me and he shall set me upon a rock. Woo, glory to God. Now notice this next verse. Did you wear your shouting clothes tonight? And now shall my head be lifted up above my enemies round about me. Therefore, when I'm in this secret place, I'm not only going to live and dwell and worship, I'm going to offer unto him sacrifices of joy. Glory to God. I will offer in this tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing. Yes, I will sing praises unto the Lord. I'm not so sure what you may be going through, but I say by the word of the Lord, you're going through. You're coming through. Yea, though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you don't have to be afraid because he is with you. He is for you. Just keep living in him, dwelling in him, coming boldly to the throne of grace, and you will make it through the valley of the shadow of death. Now, one translation, I think if it's another verse, maybe one of you could find it for maybe, maybe the same verse in the Amplified. But he talks about hiding or covering us in a time of trouble in his tabernacle and keeping us free from the strife of other people's words. From the strife of other people's words. I believe it says the strife of tongues. So if somebody finds that, let me know what it is. What is it? In the in what what version? King James? Oh, okay, French. The French version. Let's look at Psalm thirty-one twenty-one. Parlez-vous Francais? Francais? I mean. Let's look at Psalm thirty-one and twenty-one. Amen. Glory to God. Psalm 31, verse 20. Thank you. Okay, just one back. Here it is. Thank you. Hallelujah. In the secret place of your presence. That fits with the message. In the secret place of your presence, you hide me from the plots of men. (laughs) You keep me secretly in your pavilion from the strife of tongues. We need to keep that up there. Every tongue that rises up against you, he will declare to be wrong. Why? Because your vindication, your right standing with God, your righteousness is of him. Now let's look at, let's camp here just for a minute, shall we? Let's read this together. Ready, read. In the secret place of your presence, 
You hide them from the plots of men. You keep them secretly in your pavilion from the strife. Let's read it again. In the secret place of your presence, you hide them from the plots of men. You keep them secretly in your pavilion from the strife of tongues. Evidently, there is a wall of protection around God's people. Evidently, there is a wall of divine favor around you. And even though you cannot see it with the natural eye, if God were to open your eyes, you would be able to see it with your spiritual eyes. Somebody says, well, I wish I could see it. Close your eyes and see it by the eyes of faith down here. Let's read this again. Ready, read. In the secret place of your presence, you hide them from the plots of men. You keep them secretly in your pavilion from the strife of tongues. Now, with that in mind, go over to the book of Psalms. And let's look at Psalms 5 and verse 12. This would be a good confession for you to make every day. He's keeping me in the secret place. Now notice this in Psalms 5.12. He says, for you, Lord, will bless the righteous. Him who is in right standing with you, as with a shield, or we could say a wall, you will surround him with goodwill and pleasure and supernatural favor. Now, I don't know whether you'll relate to this or not because this kind of dates me. And some of you may never have seen this before. But years ago, there was a game called Pac-Man. How many of you remember Pac-Man? You can go to, you know, some places and they might might still have it. But Pac-Man was trying to eat up everything in sight. He was like But then Pac-Man would hit a wall. He would hit I don't know what the character was, but Pac-Man when he hit that character, it was and this is what I kind of had in my spirit tonight. Some of you have some spiritual Pac-Mans going like this at your life. But the Lord is saying he's about to hit a big wall. <laughs> he's about to hit a wall and he's about to fall. His plot, listen to this, his plots shall not prosper. His plans shall not succeed. Even though it may look like he's prospering and it may look like he's going to succeed, I will not allow it, saith the Lord, for you are mine and I am yours. And because you dwell in me and I dwell in you, it shall come to naught. 
Woo, glory to God. Raise your hand. Say with me, it shall all come to naught. Hallelujah. Now look at Luke chapter 10, verse 19. Luke the 10th chapter and the 19th verse. You didn't know all that was in the first verse. Psalms 91 verse 1 again. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of El Shaddai. Shall abide under the shadow of the God who is more than enough for any circumstance that we may ever face. Amen? So in this secret place, it's a place of presence. It's a place of strength. It's also a place of no fear. But incidentally, it's also a place of no harm. Look at Luke ten nineteen. I'm glad I came to church tonight. Glory to God. Luke, the 10th chapter. Let's just laugh a few more moments. Ha! Ha ha! Ha 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 ha! Woo, glory to God. Amen. I think there needs to be a little bit more joy in our church. Amen. Sometimes you got to stir that joy up. I know what I'm talking about. You ever been in a service where everyone's laying on the floor and you didn't feel a thing? Well, stop looking at people that are enjoying the presence of God. Just jump in yourself. Let's do it again another minute. Ha! Ha, ha, ha! Glory to God. Amen. Well, now somebody said, I wish you'd stop that. I'm not going to stop it. I don't feel like laughing. That's why you need to do some of it. A merry heart does you good. Like what? A merry heart do, doeth good. Like a medicine. One translation says like a baby aspirin. Well, where is laughter in the Bible? Well, I'm glad you asked. Before we go over Luke 10, look at Psalm 2. Rejoicing because you're protected. Rejoicing because you're in the tower. Rejoicing because the plots of man shall not succeed. Rejoicing because his plans shall not prosper. Amen. If anyone's going to prosper around here, it's going to be you. I said, if anyone's going to prosper around here and succeed around here, it's going to be you. Somebody need to jump in with that. Yeah, me. That's right. That's right. Prosperity and success belongs to me. Glory to God. Look at Psalms 2. Hallelujah. Psalms 2, verse 1. Why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves against the rulers, take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying... Well, let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. But he that sitteth in the heavens. I said, he that sitteth in the heavens. 
Well, now, Pastor Mark, you're in error there. Jesus is seated in the heavens. Yes, he is, but you're seated there with him in heavenly places in Christ because you've been raised up together with him. Glory to God. He that sitteth in the heavens shall absolutely worry themselves to death. He that sitteth in the heavens is going to stay up all night, wring their hands, toss and turn, trying to figure out what in the world they're going to do. The world gives you nothing to do, but the word gives you everything to do. Now notice this verse. This is for us tonight. He that sitteth in the heavens shall do what? They shall laugh. The Lord shall have them in derision. What's another word for derision? Another word for derision is confusion. I mean, when his plots don't prosper and his plans don't succeed, it just confuses the fire out of that thing. I thought we had him. I thought we had her. We've been planning this for years. Ha! Glory to God. We're going to praise our way through our midnight hours. We're going to laugh our way through our midnight hours. And where the enemy is concerned, there's going to be nothing left but confusion. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Now, go, now all you happy people, go over to Luke chapter 10. Luke, the 10th chapter. Oh, yeah, I've heard all the lies of the devil. Ha! Just keep laughing. For every fear-filled lie that he has, God has a faith-filled promise that will always cause you to triumph. Amen. On the other end of every lie, the reciprocal is the truth. Amen? Just, Just mark it down. Anything that comes to your thought life that brings doubt and fear, you can just turn it right around. Find yourself a scripture and draw near to the secret place of the Most High and just live there and dwell there and quote the word from there and laugh from there and rejoice from there and fear and doubt will have to flee. Amen. Where did I tell you to go? Luke, the 10th chapter. Luke chapter 10. Well, we're not getting very far in this Psalms. We may be psalming through the summers. Well, the Psalms is loaded. Hallelujah. Shoo. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Amen. Does our faith need to get built up in this area? Do, do we need to hear this? Yes. What happens when we, when we rehearse this and think about this and talk? What comes? Faith cometh. Faith cometh. Did you know how important it is to be fed? Well, I guess you do because you're here on a Wednesday night. Glory to God. Did we ever get over to Luke? Luke the 10th chapter. Amen. Glory to God. Luke, the 10th chapter and the 19th verse. Jesus said, behold, 
I give unto you authority. That, that word power there is authority. When you're over there in the secret place, you're empowered. You're strengthened. You're authorized. Amen. Behold, I give unto you authority to tread now on serpents and scorpions and over what? We could say it like this, over all the plans and over all the plots, over all the weapons and over all the lies that come from the enemy. I like it, don't you? He said, behold, I give unto you. Now, what that means is this. You have it wherever you are. It's good to be in church and it's good to pray for one another. Would you agree with that? It's good because we're the faith bunch, right? And we can all gang up on the devil together like we did in the 11 a.m. service, correct? But it's also good for you to know that this works for you in your midnight hour. This works for you at 2 o'clock in the morning. He said, behold. In other words, look. I've given unto you authority. You have been authorized to do what, Jesus? To tread or to walk on top of serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Over every bit of it. Over sickness and disease. How about this one? Over down days. Anybody ever been tempted to be a little down? Well, all of us have. Anybody ever been tempted to be a little depressed? All of us have. But I just dropped by to tell you tonight that you've got authority and power to walk on top of that. In spite of how your soul may feel. I think sometimes we need to have a conversation with our souls. Soul, why are you disquieted within me? Hope thou in God. I'm going to yet praise him. For you are the health of my countenance. You are the glory and you are the lifter up of my head. Years ago. Years ago when... uh, My son was going through some very, very difficult days. I got a little down. But I heard a teaching by Brother Moore called No More Down Days. And that settled it for me. I said, from here on out, from this day forward, I'm not going to let what's going on around me bring me down. Heads of homes. Brothers and sisters, if anybody needs to be up in this day, in this hour, it's you and it's me. If anyone needs to be courageous in this day, in this hour, it's us who know the word. And it's us who have been taught the word of faith. Amen. Amen. No more down. You can walk on top of your emotions. Hallelujah. Smile and go, ha ha. (laughs) Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over most the power of the enemy. How much? All. All All in the Greek means everyone. That means sickness and disease. 
That means poverty. How many have ever had to stand against lack? Anybody ever had to stand against lack? The more a person talks about lack and thinks about lack and talks about and thinks about what they don't have, the bigger the picture of lack gets. So what we need to do is resist it and start walking on top of it. Let's read this together. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing Say this with me. Nothing Nothing. at no time time, in any way way, or in any fashion, fashion, nothing nothing shall by any means means hurt me. me. Now let's just raise our hands. And let's make some confessions tonight. Let's come boldly to the throne of grace. Oh, Father, we thank you that the blood has been shed. We thank you that we can come in to the Holy of Holies tonight. Pastor Tom, if you just come to the piano for another moment tonight. I think we ought to seal what we've heard with some worship just here for a moment. Say with me, I'm entering in to a supernatural peace and a supernatural rest tonight in the secret place of the Most High. You know, it goes on to saying if we had a couple more hours, we could maybe get down to verse 5. But it, it goes on to say, after he that dwelleth, he says, I will say. You will discover that the more saturated you are with the presence of God, the more the word of God will just flow through you. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's stand. Come on, guys. Let's stand.